Hey guys, if you would like to get to know each one of us better, go check out Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com. Or the app. Get the app. That's better. Okay. Listed in the show notes on the support link. We interrupt the scheduled program to bring you this breaking news. Okay, it looks like we got Dink Burbank once again on location again. He's never in his studio or at his desk. Um, Dink, what's the occasion this week? Moderator, I'm bringing you breaking news from the state of Georgia. Breaking news from the state of Georgia. Okay. Breaking election news. Breaking election news from the state of Georgia. Oh, man. Mr. Burbank, I thought we had it pretty well established that I'm not going to be doing any uh, political coverage here. Well, I think you're going to be surprised. You're going to want to hear this. One of our very own, unbeknownst to us, is running for office here in Georgia. One of our very own, like a listener? One of our members of the podcast, one of our contributors to the podcast, one of our very own running for election. And I'm seeing his signs everywhere. People are thrilled about his campaign. They're pushing him big time. And it looks like he may get it. Somebody that's on the podcast. like Yes. Yes. Potterator. Oh, Dustin and Brad, they, are very- they mentioned the other day that they wanted to get into more political stuff. Is it them? It's not Dustin or Brad, surprisingly, because I thought it was surely going to be one of them. But when I saw the sign, they're everywhere here in Georgia. Run, Herschel, run. Are Here's you- that Herschel has went behind our backs, and he is running for office here in Georgia, and he's doing very well. How did he not tell me this? I didn't even think he was from the state of Georgia. I wondered the same thing. I wasn't sure. I thought he was from Oklahoma, maybe Arkansas. I'm, I'm real vague on where he's from there, but... Apparently, he's doing very well here in this uh, election here in Georgia, and people are thrilled. Big banner hanging in the town square yesterday. Run, Herschel, run. Really? Herschel for Senate. It's everywhere. People are thrilled about Herschel. Well, Mr. Burbank, you being a news reporter, you probably wouldn't be intimidated by talking to a candidate, would you? Oh, not at all. This is the break I've been waiting on. Then I make a suggestion. Let's get Herschel on the phone. I'll, I'll be thrilled to talk to a real you, candidate. Herschel, you're, wow. You're sure you're not nervous about talking to Herschel? Not at all. I'm, I'm viewing it as my break into real news. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's go to line four then. Hang on just a second. Production room is... Okay, we do have him. Okay. All right, line four. Uh, Herschel, are you there? Jello. Hey, Hersh. What's hey, going on? how are you? Brother Not a thing at all. You? Uh, doing good. Could we ask one question here before we get started? I, I do have something else going on. How, how's Loretta? Loretta! <laughs> yeah, how is she? She's good. Okay. She's good. Um, Herschel, yeah. it, it appears that you have not been telling me the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? Um, d- You know Dink Burbank, our news commentator? Yes, fantastic reporting. Yes. Fantastic reporting. He's yes. actually on the other line right now, Herschel. He shared with me something that kind of surprised me, really, and he would like to talk to you. Sure. Okay, uh, I'm going to turn it over to you, Mr. Burbank. Go ahead. Herschel, so good to speak with you. You've been uh, yes, seeing uh, all the people talking about you. The uh, the excitement is high, uh, no doubt. Everyone thrilled about the race, and uh, I just had a couple of questions for you about it. Well, news travels fast. I just told some of my closest friends about it. I hope to win. 
I would like to win, but I didn't, I didn't tell many people. I don't even think it left the hall, but you never know how word spreads with the kin folk. Well, I mean, around here, there's signs, there's banners. They're all excited about you running. Uh, it's everywhere really? you look. Herschel, run, Herschel, run. And uh, so just a couple of questions here. Uh, how did you prepare for this race? Well, I just noticed some change that needed to happen. <laughs> it wasn't going to happen without a little bit of work. And so I just I just made up in my mind to change me first. And hopefully we can do more change that way. I, I get up early in the mornings, do a little extra extra outside work. I got to make sure I got my, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstrap, so to speak. Not real good for racing, but that's really all I have here. Right. What about your competitor? Uh, you got anything to say about him? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's lazy. He doesn't know how to work. Um, I'm pretty sure because of his actions and pretty sure because of what he says. I mean, he don't make no bones about it. He's not preparing. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you that right now. He's not preparing right. So he's just all mouth. He's all talk. What about the issues, Herschel? Are you taking a firm stand? Or are you just going to listen to the people? How are you feeling about that? Well, my my biggest issue would probably be if I can hold up the duration. You know, if I if I got enough enough wind in my sail, so to speak. I mean, if I could see the finish line, that'd be one thing. But trying to carry myself all the way through with the weight and the baggage I'm trying to bring with me, it's just hard really to get through. Have you been leaning on uh, your support staff pretty heavily? Well, I really don't race with a staff normally, but it might be a bad idea if I get winded, give me something to lean on. I mean, I, I read the book of the tortoise and the hare, and I don't have to really be the fastest. I just have to stay steady on it. My routine of trying to trim off a little bit, trying to do my best. Loretta's a good, a good, hey, yeah, they asked if I was racing. I didn't know. Who'd you tell? You had to tell somebody because it's all the way down with Brother Ding Burbank. He's covered. We're on the news. Yes, I'm on the news. I'm sorry. She's pretty excited. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And with the votes coming in here uh, right now as we speak, no doubt you're thrilled about the way things are going. Oh, yeah. I didn't plan on it being a very big deal. I just saw that there was a position in the race, and I said, why can't I do it? And so – I said, you know what? I got a little extra, extra tub on my, on my, on my, on my belly, and I just figured I could pick up the pace and do a little bit through the race. I think I could finish the race. Wonderful. We need more people like you out there, Herschel. More people with some strong family values, conservative principles that are going to stand for what they believe in, and not listen to the woke agenda of the modern day news media. We appreciate that. Well, okay. With whatever you said, I just I'm trying to do what's right for me. I don't I don't understand that language you're speaking. I'm just trying to try to lose a little bit and finish a race. That's all I'm trying to do. I didn't I didn't know all that other stuff. Okay, Herschel, while we got you on the line here, do you want to make a prediction about the uh, how this race is going to wind up? As far as it finishing up, I think I have a pretty good shot. The Johnsons, they got a boy that wants to run, but he kind of got a got a hobble. He, he lost it in an accident to an animal. He's only got two toes on the right foot, and I don't think he can hold up the longevity of the race. And the Stevenson's got a daughter, and she's she's a nice girl and all, but she's only four years old. I hope I can outrun her. I think I can win the race. Well, you've got our support here at Pod Me, Mr. Walker. We're behind you 100%. Uh, Walker? Well, I don't know if you've heard of me. I'm Herschel. I don't. Walker? You can call me Walker. I, I had a guy, a friend of mine, his name was Walker. He was a nice guy. I don't take offense to it, but 
Uh, I don't think he's ever been on the podcast, and he's sure not in this race. Oh, hold it. I hate to break in here, but I want to think that you guys are both talking about two totally different things. Herschel, what are you what are you running for? To win, of course. They have they have a county race once a year, and I've always wanted to race in it, and I've never been able to. I've always been tied up and busy, and I've got about all the work done on the hall right now, and I have a little space, and I'm gonna run the race at the county race. Okay. Um Mr. Burbank, are you still there? Moderator, I've I've made a mistake. I apologize. I've wasted your time and I've wasted the listener's time. That that's totally on me. So Herschel's not in politics. Apparently not. No. Okay. Well, it has been great to hear from both of you today, and uh, I appreciate the uh, Podme organization. Uh, It seems we've still got some work to come by with both of you. Good luck in your race, Herschel. Uh, However, not the one I was thinking, but a run fast. (laughs) I just got up one morning. I felt like running, you know. What a disaster this whole podcast is. I've got an idea. Uh, Mr. Burbank, how about you go back to the news desk? It seems you were a little more successful there. And um, Herschel, I wish you all the best uh, on your race. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Do you mind to tell Loretta we said bye? And, I mean, you still were on the news. Loretta, false alarm. Some guy named Walker was supposed to be in a race somewhere. Not the same one. No. Oh, Dink still put us on the news. He just uh, got confused a little bit. Yeah. She said hi. I've been tempted, almost drifted, far from the shepherd's fold. But I'll keep my focus right on Jesus, set my sights on home. I can get distracted Cause the fact is This ain't where I belong Welcome to it everybody My name is Devin Birdsong I'm your virtual pastor This is Pod Me How about it everybody? (laughs) I like it I think we're about a month early aren't we? Or is this is this Christmas? Not, not yet, but it's close. Is it? And I can't wait. I can't wait either. We've got a few songs in store for you. <laughs> I can wait a little bit. <laughs> you of can. course you yeah. could. <laughs> Bye, humbug, Brad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is a trash pile. It is. It really is. And a giant piece of cheese. <laughs> it's our favorite. <laughs> I can't believe. I can't believe that I invested in this piece of equipment. <laughs> yes. Do they have a refund? <laughs> I hope so. Hang on. I want to say cat meat. <laughs> Go wash at the camp meeting. (laughs) Brad, would you please take him hunting? (laughs) I want to also say, bang dong! (laughs) Oh, man.
We I could do the whole episode like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a challenge. <laughs> it will be. It's going to be a challenge to listen to it, too. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody heard from Herschel? <laughs> Oh, uh, I do plan to be back in December, no joke. Yes, I hope we can. I I do. (laughs) We'll have to get a song wrote for that. (laughs) I wonder if we could sing something like, Please Christmas, don't be late. (laughs) Isn't it weird how you hear your voice? Yes. In your head. But then you hear this voice in your yes. headphones. <laughs> totally, totally weird. Uh, can somebody go call the pod raider, the deacon, and the song leader, please? Yes, please. Get them back in here. Welcome back to the show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That will be uh, used in December, the Lord willing. I hope people enjoy that as much as we do. I hope That's they what do. you call an investment right there. It, it is. is an investment. A worthy, a worthy yes. investment. That's a return on it. ROI right there. It is. Yeah. Uh, in November 9th episode will be a popular one. I'm I'm just <laughs> guessing. <laughs> Started off strong. Episode what? 143. Ooh. We're knocking on the door of 150, boys. My 150. 150. Mm-hmm. November 9th. What's Any- 150 in the Red Book? That's uh, the dearest friend I've ever had. I think so. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> just like this podcast. I'm impressed. With me? Yes. Okay, good. You and the song leader, y'all both came in. I, I was wanting to talk again about November. Okay. It is uh, the month that we give thanks unto the Lord. Yes. But it's also the month of my nativity. Explain. It really is. Explain. I was I was born, born in November. Right. But what would that put you? 40? I'm going to be 41 before next week rolls around, boys. Mm. I appreciate your cards and letters and gift, yeah. gift cards. Appreciate all that. You're going to have to put a little dye in that hair. Thanks in advance. Uh, it's platinum. I'm going platinum. Um, alongside me here today is Brother Dustin Wakely, the deacon. Welcome to it, Brother Dustin. Thank you. Glad to be here. Broadcasting live today from Studio 4, and we also got the song leader, Brother Brad Cottrell. How you doing? Doing really good. You guys having a good week? So far. So far, yeah, so, so good. Good. No complaints. Oops. I do have, uh, I've got notes here, and I'm going to go buy them. Since I don't have the joke music still, we're in trouble here. Yeah. Well, we should get that, because that really helps us when we... Priorities, you know. Two weeks running, I don't have the joke music, so... Okay, I heard the music, boys. It sounds like I need to go to this. I had an odd experience this morning. Really? Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Yeah. I woke up staring at an angry rabbit. That is odd. We just talked to some rabbits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I don't know if any of them were angry. I was I was staring at an angry rabbit. Hmm. I knew right off the bat it was going to be a bad hair day. <laughs> it's terrible. It is. You guys travel much? I have. What have you saw when you was traveling abroad? Many things. Many things. <laughs> you ever been to a monastery? No. I recently visited a monastery. I walked by the kitchen of that monastery and I saw a man frying chips. Yeah. I'm like, you must be the fryer. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> He's like, nope, I'm the chipmunk. <laughs> I, I didn't even, I mean. Totally unscripted. People knew how unscripted yes, all this totally, was. Totally, totally on a whim. 
I am the chipmunk. That's funny. <laughs> we gave you that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me go here. I'm doing so much stuff here in the production room. Let me see if I can find this. Um, Feedback with Big Bad Brad. Oh, yeah. How about that? That's very official sounding. Mm-hmm. All right. Heifer Hills. Heifer Hills. Think you guys could use think you guys could use this content. Put a whole new twist on boots and suits and heifers. Is this Tim's five string? No. I mean he aired it out on the last yes, episode. He did. So we got a little article. It looks like a posting from social media. Okay. A couple of pictures. Okay. And it says American moonshiners were in desperate need of avoiding cops during the Prohibition era. And thus these heifer heels were born. They'd use these puppies to look like cows when traipsing through fields or across other terrain that might leave footprints for the authorities to track. These shoes bring a whole new perspective to hoofing it. And it looks like a a pair of shoes with heifer heels. Like hooves tied on the bottom? Glued or tied or nailed to the bottom. Two sets of hooves. Two sets of hooves. (laughs) That'd be a little suspicious. Yeah. It'd be like one hoof was carrying another hoof. Kind of weird looking. But... How uncomfortable would these things be to walk any length of I would say pretty distance. uncomfortable. Yes. They, they look almost like dress shoes. They do. It looks... Yeah, they they do not look very sharp. Heifer heels. Okay. There you go. Find them today. Not, not available online or in stores, as yeah. Dink says. Nope. Yeah, at no store near you. <laughs> Thinking about giving the show a star. Thinking about giving yeah. the show a star. Uh, you thinking. actually, the show already has four stars and now Dink, so five stars. <laughs> there we go. Five stars. Rounds us out. Woo. Good evening, highly esteemed gentleman. Gentleman. Huh? I should say gentleman. If I could must say be this, talking to me. Yeah, only. it must right. be. <laughs> if I could say this in a polite manner and agreeing with others, please loose the news. Loose the news. Mm-hmm. So it says, please loose the news. Okay. Does that mean cut it loose, like more of go, it? Go, go. Let Dink go. Let him no. give us the news. No, He's I'm under saying, contract. Let us give him the news is what I... Now, if you were trying to say lose the news, you misspelled that. Okay. <laughs> and you just got pulled over by the spell cop. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you pull come, over, pull over. You come after one of us. I'll call out your mispronunciation. Go ahead, Brad. All right, I have a few questions. Go ahead, pull them over. (laughs) Is this getting old yet? No, I love it. Yeah, I do too. I love all the new voices. (laughs) For the highly esteemed deacon in teaching Sunday school class, I am needing help with a scripture that we have come across. Okay. Proverbs 1,122, or probably 11 and 22, but they left out the semicolon. Or the column. Man, the grammar police is out too. He's throwing citations out today, boys. As a jewel of gold in a swine snout, so is a fair woman, which is without discretion. Okay. I don't know if you just need to give us a, your interpretation they of that. I don't know what this means. I don't know. As a jewel of gold in a swine snout, so is a fair woman, which is without discretion. I guess without wisdom, moderation. Is a fair woman like a lady that runs the Tilt-A-Whirl? Or the it could, Ferris wheel. You're back I, that's to fair. The, to the literal meaning, chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll move on. Brother captain of the ship. That's me. And Devin, yeah. If you have given the highly esteemed deacon a chance to diligently search the scripture beforehand, I give you half a star. 
Okay. Even the deacon should be instant in season and out. And he is. For I read that the qualifications of a deacon are the same as a bishop. And they are. I will close with this. What is your feelings of women preachers? (laughs) (laughs) See previous word. What is your feeling? What is your feelings? We don't talk about feelings here. We just (laughs) talk about what the Bible says. That's exactly right. (laughs) Moving on. One more point before I close. (laughs) Please close. What is your feeling on women pastors? (laughs) Oh, my word. I think I can talk on this one. Please, please do. I don't think it's. They have to be the husband of one wife. Yes. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) Woman. Step away from the pulpit, please. I repeat, step away from the pulpit. Thank you for your cooperation. So if anybody wondered. Oh, this is never going to get old. There's going to be lots of tracks of heifer heels running away from this podcast. This may be the worst episode we've ever had. Yeah. That helped me. I don't know if it helped anybody else. <coughs> All right, moving on. I'm fixing to let you go. Do you believe a woman should be silent in the church? Oh, good oh. night. <laughs> Please send that question to Brother Paul. <laughs> we defer to the Apostle Paul. <laughs> That's awesome. Bringing up an old topic. This is a new email. Thank God for that. <laughs> yes. Hello, brethren. I don't mean to bring up an old topic here, but I read something the other day. That just needs to be said on here. Okay. It says, soup is witchcraft. (laughs) We put plants, spices, and dead animals into a cauldron and follow instructions from a book written by old people. Goodness gracious. I'm just going to leave this here. It was an honor to get to meet the Potterator and hear him preach in our camp meeting this year. Also, I've really been enjoying all the ACE humor lately. Keep up the good work. So, (laughs) soup is witchcraft now. Soup is witchcraft. Hello, everybody. Come eat some vegetable soup with me. (laughs) (laughs) We need to give the kid warning again. (laughs) Yes. 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 Please go get a parent. (laughs) History class grievances. Since this is the place to air grievances. Yes. I come to you. While sitting in my fourth period class, American history, today, I noticed something very distressing. A bunch of my peers, 13 and 14-year-olds, would have sided with the British. How unpatriotic. My history teacher, Mr. Ray, had us put ourselves in the place of Levi Zint, a prosperous third-generation Pennsylvania Dutch farmer with foodstuffs to sell. Levi and his nephew checked what each army would pay him for food. The British paid more, but they were further away. I, the all-American girl that I am, said I would sell to good old Uncle Sam. But to my shock, several of my dear fellow 8th graders said they would sell to the British just because it was more money in their pockets. What is our world coming to when 13 and 14-year-olds care so much about money that they would be a Benedict Arnold? Bunch of traitors. Bunch of turncoats. From the Upset Hershite. P.S. 25-star podcast. Well, thank you so much. And I appreciate you taking the time to give us a little history lesson there. Yeah, and I appreciate the patriotism as well. Thanks for being on the right side. Yes. Yeah. All right, moving on to the good old trash pile. The good old trash pile. That's us. Hey, I've been a listener for a few months here. Gotta say, it's been pretty good. Pretty good. Even though if I've lost a few brain cells from it. 
Yes. By the way, I work at a landscape company, and I just was promoted to branch manager. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing new. Just now I'm raking in the money. Oh, man. <laughs> That's worthy. That's, that is worthy. It's a good one. <laughs> Five stars. Sorry, I was counting them. Man, okay. Five stars. Thank you. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. The question was asked in the episode with Superfan if the Potterator had recently played the Isaac song, I've Come to Take You Home. Yes, I had never heard the song before, that episode, not the one with Sister Odie, and have about wore it out since that episode. Sorry, I don't remember the episode number. I have thoroughly enjoyed the interviews, especially the ones with Brother Sumner, Brother Lyndall Birdsong, and Sister Cindy Birdsong. Thank you. I do enjoy the weekly episodes also. The Potterator's jokes, enough said. Keep up the good work. Uh, actually, I didn't hear what he said <laughs> about the Potterator's jokes. Was that a positive? The, the Potterator's jokes, dot, 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 dot. So I can just kind of assume what he was saying. I, I guess you can, yeah. No, 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 no. I think it was they a thumb awesome. down. Yes. I think so. Mm-hmm. Thumbs down. All right. Here's the last one. Just started listening and like it very much. We like new listeners. Thank you we, so much. We do. Buckle up. Buckle up. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Hmm. We got a couple Apple reviews. The title of this says Apple user, and they left an Apple review. Huh. It doesn't re- say. Redundant. Yeah. Android user. It's not an Android user on mm-hmm. Apple. No. Okay, five stars. Laugh daily. Good. Oh, yeah, it's good. That is good. I think I do. I do, too. It's the best medicine. I've searched and searched for a good podcast, and I finally found one. This podcast is the best. I find the Potterator's jokes really funny. Keep up the good work and keep finding funny jokes. <laughs> I mean, that just... <laughs> just sums it up right there. Yeah. Uh, joke is the title of this one. Five stars, and it's from Arky Hirsch. Would that be some of your kin It folks? could be. Yep. My cousin Jimmy was having a terrible time falling asleep, unless he was lying on a pile of magazines. Hmm. Turns out he had back issues. <laughs> oh, man. Woo, that's pretty solid right there, boys. You are not making me proud. <laughs> very, very solid. A few weeks ago, Brother Brad, you sent me a podcast episode that I thought was very interesting. And I um, agreed with a lot of what was said, but was pretty startled by what was said. And I think we hear some buzzwords and some phrases thrown out, and you don't really realize how damaging they could be. Over the last 20 plus years in Christian culture, there's all these phrases being thrown out. And it really takes the concentration of the redeeming power off of God and back onto man. Phrases like, you need to live your own truth. Your truth, yeah. What does that even mean? It also had phrases in there, basically, you know, you're perfect just as you are. Mm -hmm. You're inherently good. I've talked about this before. We're in such a self-centered society. But how can that bleed over into the church? When we know there's nothing in us that is good without Christ. I wouldn't think it was so dangerous, probably if I didn't know people that really felt this way. It's kind of the other side of self-righteousness on the opposite end. Like, live however you want to, and in the end, you're still good. You are your own God. And they were talking about the damage that that caused, and we all have a huge need for a Savior. 
Then I was thinking about this, too, in our churches, sometimes because our kids are growing up in a, a good environment, sometimes it's hard if you've been raised to to be taught good principles, it's hard for so-called you know good kids to realize their need for a Savior, too. I think it's important that we all take every bit of our good works and our bad transgressions to the Lord and realize it doesn't matter how many commandments you keep or whatever if you don't have christ in your life right there's no good in you going back earlier what you said about the phrase to live your truth that's something that has uh, bothered me for years now i actually had a a college professor probably this would have been close to 10 years ago probably it was 10 years ago and he was a ex-nazarene pastor and preacher and had long you know backslid and, and left the church and the topic of religion come up and he made the statement to you know a group of very impressionable aged uh, students and said, "You pick your truth. You pick what's what works for you, and you live that, and that's all that matters." And wow. you know we see that, and that was ten years ago, and even more so now. You see people that they actually live that way. Yeah, they pick right. whatever you know. And and he said the the example he gave was you know like pick the chair and an inanim- inanimate object. You know if you put your faith in this chair and you love this chair, then you, you know, you worship the chair and you believe, and that's, and he strongly, and he believed that and, and, and talked to the students about that. And, and as silly as that sounds, it's almost, that's how people live. Oh, absolutely. It's almost how people live. If they just pick something that appeals to them or appeals to their feelings, whatever, and that's their truth. And that's what they're clinging to. But if you don't have a standard law to live by, then everybody's moral compass is whatever they call it. Yeah. That is a total breakdown of society. Right. But anymore in our world, there's nothing absolute, including the truth. There's yeah. nothing absolute in in gender, in any of that kind of stuff yeah. anymore. Everything's We're just, your interpretation. The, yeah, it's the lines are so blurred. You just, well, that's kind of what the people on this podcast episode that you sent me were saying. This is the product of that. Yes. But they were really coming after more of the church saying these things. Right. If the ones that are supposed to be holding the standard up to what God called the standard to be, if they let that down, then where does society go from there? It's very alarming. It really is. Yeah. But what it is is just a product of how people have been raised. Sure. The generations before, they lived this life, but they never they never spoke that. That was just the life. Well, mm-hmm. then children have been, you know, as, as generations have have came down, it's been, we can just say it now. Mm-hmm. You know, because my parents lived that lifestyle, but, you know, they didn't teach it. Yeah. But they did by their actions. Mm-hmm. And now people just, they blatantly don't care. Well, one of the things that was said, too, was the abandonment of the study of the Word of God. You're not digging out the principles anymore. The Word of God is just something to apply to you, a little little verse to apply to your life, kind of make you feel good, you know, some power thought, and this will, will make it through the day. One of the most astounding things said on that episode to me was, uh, the lady said, when is the last time you've went to a church where the pastor or somebody in leadership actually teaches the entire Word of God, the principles out of the Word of God, looks at it on a whole instead of trying to figure out something that's really catchy or, you know, you want that soundbite moment in your sermon or whatever that everybody's going to share on social media. She was talking about how the difference between what the thought of a pastor was 
you know, 30, 40 years ago versus now. Uh, to be a pastor nowadays, you got to have a large social media following. Yes. You got to be somebody who, you know, is relevant. And, and she was talking about the damage that that does when they're not teaching the principles in the Word of God and looking at it as a whole. When it's broke up into pieces and you don't look at it as a redemption story, no. you're done. And I think what you said is, is so true that looking for the soundbite or that that one gripping video clip that the church can post on their social media. And, and at that point, is not the pastor, the, the church leadership as a whole, just looking for numbers, for attendance. Right. They're not necessarily caring about right. souls being saved. It's just right. this is how many was in our service on this past Sunday, or right. this was the collection or whatever. Well, and two, it, it astounded me from where, where the uh, content was coming from. It was two people who used to be involved in a large way in the Christian music industry. So it's not somebody that's connected to our movement. And they're saying these things. They saw what uh, the lady was sharing was that she went to this church where the pastor absolutely deconstructed her faith in a matter of like three or four months from what I understood. And she had to go back and try to figure out what in the you know makes sense of what she had sung about, she had traveled and told the world about. Is there really a Savior? It was very alarming to me to hear people in that circle talking about this. Nobody understands what their own theology is. We've abandoned the book. Right. Right. I think across the world, Christianity as a whole in the church has become just one large club of affirmation. Isn't that kind of a new word that we mm-hmm. hear of just affirming people and yeah. and telling them that what you what you're doing is good, yes. how what you believe is good, just just keep on going with that. Yeah. I think that's a, a major problem. God wants to make you happy. God wants to make you happy, yeah. yeah. And not realize we need a savior to pull us out of this mess. Part of it would be they don't truly believe that the Bible is the living word of God. Right. It has to be the final authority. Yeah. Because they don't live their life by it. Right. Exactly. So if you were to get up, you know, these big mega preachers and these social media preachers and stuff, if they taught the literal word of God, mm-hmm. they would condemn their lives. Yeah. So it's just easier to use some phrases that's just very vanilla mm-hmm. and then make your own religion based off of that. Because everybody wants to feel good. You know, sure. nobody wants sure. to go to church and feel I say nobody, the broader world or whatever, Christian, they don't want to feel bad. Everybody wants a pat on the back, like you were saying, you know, a good attaboy and and feel good about yourself when you leave. And you can't do that always if you really dig into the Word of God. Yeah. There will be a challenge. Well, and anymore, you talk about all those buzz words and buzz phrases. If You know, and I've, I've listened and watched videos of preachers preaching, and it's just nothing but those one right after another. Mm-hmm. And it's empty. It leaves when they're done and they close. There's nothing there. Right. They offer nothing. And, you know, I used to see that a lot in business, the buzzwords of of synergy and, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, teamwork makes a dream work. You hear that kind of mess. Um, and that always frustrated me in the business world because there was nothing there was nothing concrete behind. There was no numbers behind that right. to back it up. It's just hype. It's just hype. It's just, you know, we get 
you know, an executive gets in front of their organization and hypes them up and there's nothing behind that. Well, now that's that's bled over into the church. Sure. It's bad enough if a company, if there's nothing behind that, the hype. But when you bring that into the church yeah, and the, and a so-called man of God gets behind a pulpit and there's nothing behind his words, nothing behind his message, that's a pretty scary place. Could we talk about the song leader or the deacon uh, now? <laughs> I mean... Uh... Seems like we've had a bad out on the minister for a little bit. Um, That's extremely challenging. It really is. I'm not making light of our conversation. It is very challenging because there is a pull from my position to want to please a crowd or whatever, regardless if anybody likes to say that or not. You still feel that pressure. Right, absolutely. But then there's there's also a battle on on the hearer's side. Like you said, we don't want to hear that, that, you know, we need to be challenged. So you got two things working there, but I believe the only answer for true revival is to go back to the Word of God and see what God's Word says and let that be the standard. Like you said, Brother Dustin, let, let that be the final, the only authority in our lives. Yeah, those days are, are gone where people truly are open to rebuke or you know, people won't hear it no more. And and it's not, you know, it's not pleasant. Yeah. But it is needful. Shouldn't we bear down a little bit here? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You were saying that there is a a, a struggle, if you will, or, or however you phrase it, to want to be a crowd pleaser mm-hmm. or to get a response or whatever. But I think there's a fine line there to be able to connect with the congregation, but then also tell them the truth and challenge them and show them, you know, give them an option to change, you know, sure. you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like give them a place or, or take them to a place where they can to a crossroads where they can make a change. You, you are very well at that. I will give you kudos right now. Well, for that. I had advice early on in my ministry. If every message you preach, even if it's a tough, if it's a challenge to preach, a challenge to listen to, whatever you do, always give somebody hope at the end. Yes. We all know we have to have a Savior. Yes. That's right. And I've I've told folks before, it doesn't have to have, be my words added to it for emphasis. The Word of God's sharp enough to cut you to the deepest. Yes. It I can mean, stand all along. It sure can. And will stand. I don't know. I, I just, uh, it's good conversation to have because I would like for people to be hungry to know the word of God. And if you know the word of God, you know, Christ in a greater measure, right? He is the only one that can redeem us in this mess that we're in. The only one. And just coming out of October, which was, you know, minister or minister, pastor appreciation, you know, yes, you may go to a church that makes you feel good about yourself, but if you don't have a pastor that preaches the truth and sometimes the truth hurts, that saying is, is very true. If they don't, preach something from time to time that challenges you and hurts you and they don't really love you and I feel like you love us brother Devin (laughs) sometimes you love us too much (laughs) hey it's been good conversation it has we'll continue it next week we'll be here have a good one